Eugene the Drunken Ballerina. That's exactly what I looked like, and that's kind of what I am. You're trying to get the roulette to actually give me a disease. I think our podcast is a complete disease. I guess he was right. Never again. No more commando for you. I'm not sure where Kevin Sorbo came from. If you think Catholic guilt was bad, you should try Amish guilt. Bathe in Fulci juice. goes Millersburg, there goes my house, and my, fe- and my face completely just melted off Raiders of the Lost Ark-ish mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep, that's what happens when we miss a week. Live from Eugene's basement, it's Tuesday morning! <laughs> it's literally, I truly feel like I am in prison. Like, you know, I'm going to have my, my lunch break, but for now, this is, you know, I'm paying my dues. Yeah, I, I feel like you're in prison, too. I feel like I, I'm Skyping you, like, how's it going at Folsom? Um, uh-huh, yep, there's naked 80s playboy ladies hanging up all over the basement here, or prison. Uh, no, no, just some screens and a, a, a Christmas tree, I guess. More like a Christmas shrub. Yep, got the water heater over here and random boxes of sh- it's a totally different angle than the last time you were in the basement so oh good good and i'll keep moving it around so that you get the full good effect of <laughs> one more screenshot of the inside of yep. your house yep i almost uh, did this over by the treadmill but i'm like i'll literally be sitting on the floor and it'll i'll probably be pissed off by the end of the show Versus here, I can sit on a really nice, comfortable folding chair, and you can start the show pissed off. That's yes, good balance. Yes, mm-hmm. yep. I smeared peppermint oil all over my face. Literally, I did. Uh, oh, you're like my wife. That's that's yeah. Been smelling that shit all week. <laughs> oh, it's it's so you don't have to take Advil for your aches and pains. And... Oh, I, for her, I think it's car sickness because um, we were in a car yeah. a lot this week. How was that, by the way? (laughs) 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 Holiday (laughs) road. Holiday (laughs) road. Just the whole time I was just thinking Eric Griswold. That's what it was. That's what it was. Going to Wally World. (laughs) That's what it was. And much like Wally World, all of the, all the beaches were closed. Oh, you punched a moose in the nose and tied grandma to the hood of the car and drug a dog like 10 miles or whatever. <laughs> I, not not specifically those things, but kind of. We kind of had our own adventures on the way down. Let's just <laughs> The original plan was to, uh, well, let's just start with the beach bitch sesh. Uh, okay. <clears throat> I did have a lot of fun. It was uh, the best vacation we've had in years, but... There were, as always, they're just things that we, shenanigans and adventures that we get into. Uh, on the way down, like, I, I, my cutoff for drive time is like 12 hours. If I can't be there in 12 hours, we're flying or we're taking our damn good time because I don't do 14, 16 hour, 18 hour drives or whatever. And to get where we were going was 16, well, 15 and a half hours, but that's pure drive time. That doesn't count stops, fuel, 
kids, yeah. wife, having to pee, blah, 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 food. So 15 and a half hours, that's 20 hours at least. Uh, so I said, we're doing this in three days because we couldn't get in until Tuesday to our house. So let's, let's just chill. We'll stop and see the roadside attractions on the way. We'll do six, seven hours a day. I won't get burned out. It'll just yeah, be a fu- fun that little... That sounds good. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So, we did... You know, she had to work on Saturday, so we couldn't leave until, like, 2 o'clock. You know, you can only get six hours in on that day, then. Because I'm not, I'm not driving through the night anymore. I'm too old for that Maybe. shit. Uh, so, we had our plans, and she... You know, we, we got... First day went fine, but then plans were switched around with... My parents are snowbirds, so they're down there. Hey, why don't you let us have the boys for a couple days? Well, now my wife is like, well, fuck, let's get down there as fast as we can and give them the kids so we can have a couple days vacation in adult time. It's like, well, this was not the plan, but okay, now we got a 12-hour day to drive to the next day instead of doing... Oh, that sounds like trouble. I... It was 10 hours, but I automatically tacked two hours onto everything. So it's going to be 12, whatever. Let's do it. So we got up and got moving. We left at like, we got on the road at like 8.30, which was actually pretty darn good, I think. (sighs) Then the adventures begin, as I call them. Uh, Along the way, my five-year-old, my youngest one, developed explosive diarrhea. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Why? Because he's been drinking these shitty juice boxes. You tell him one a day. Well, then you catch the kid in the cabinet three times a day, just, just horking down this stupid juice, which... Oh, yeah, that guy goes right through you. I mean, it was That's... water. It wasn't even, it wasn't even liquid diarrhea shit, dude. It was water out his ass. <laughs> Ruined three sets of clothes. Like, so we're, we're cleaning up oh. in gas stations. Like, every couple hours, we're like, yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go. No, I'm good, no, I'm good, you know. And then, I, you know, I could, I started to be able to tell when it was going to be an issue because he was just like, he was like, uh, he would start moaning and be like, daddy, I want to go home. You know, which makes you feel, what? We're going on vacation, dude. It's going to be fun. Uh, you, do you have to go potty? Yeah. Did you already go potty? And he'd start crying. Yes. It's like, it's okay. We're not mad at you. You know, you, you don't feel well. So we're dealing with that. And then about the third time it happened, we, we stopped at a gas station, Podunk, Florida, and noticed one of our tires is really pretty low. And they're all a little low, but one was really low. So I paid for the pump and filled all the tires up. Drive on down the road, and I'm really watching it. And, man, it's... I think it's getting low again. And it had only been, like, 40 minutes. I'm like, that's not good. Like, we just need to get there, damn it. If we can just get there, tomorrow we get AAA to deal with it. Corbin had to go to the bathroom again, so we pulled over. I checked the tire. It's flat. And we, we've only gone 20 miles. Like, oh, great. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to man up and change this damn thing. So I started digging out all the instruments, and guess what? What's the hardest thing with changing a tire? Cracking the lugs. For me, that's always been my experience, getting them things cracked. I got them all cracked, bitch. All of them. I was, I was, I'm doing it. This is awesome. Got the... Got the thing jacked up. I'm kicking ass. Man, man. All the lugs off. Tire is froze lock on. Cannot get it off. I mean, kicking it with all of my might, and it oh. will not budge. 
Finally, we gave uh. in, contacted AAA. They came out, and they managed to get it off, but barely, and get it fixed and replaced. Manhood in the shitter. Uh, but hey, <laughs> only two more hours to go, and it's only mm, 9.45 at night now. Two hours to go to drop the kids off at the grandparents' house. Then it's another. Oh. Then it's another uh, uh, twenty miles north to our hotel that we booked. Oh, this sounds awful. I, awful. Well, I keep telling her, don't book hotels. Like she has anxiety, so she's like, we need to do book hotels. I'm, every time you do that, then we have to be there. We're committed, you know. Mm-hmm. And the first time she booked the hotel for the trip, plans changed with grandma. So then we had to unbook that hotel, which should have been fine, but then turns out we were just in the window where it was not fine, so now there's $120, just... (sighs) This kind of shit happens to us all the time. Like, just, this is why I tell her, don't, don't book shit. We'll find something. I don't care if we have to drive another 20 miles down the road, we'll find something. We are not vacationing in Saudi Arabia. It's all (laughs) along the East Coast. You you know, within 20 miles, you can find another hotel, it'll be fine. But she doesn't like to do that, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we drove uh, down to the grandparents' house, but we are already committed to our hotel, which was 20 miles north of there, so we didn't get to our hotel till one mm, thirty in the morning. And oh, then, I mean, I'd be furious. Oh, I was too tired to be furious. Oh, 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 okay. After the explosive diarrhea and after the tire change, uh, we're bombing down, I think it's 75 in Florida, one of the main drags. It's three lanes. Yep. I'm in the middle 75 lane. 75 is one of them. Okay, I'm in the middle lane. The speed limit's 70. My cruise control is set at 80. And people are swerving around me left and right like I'm yes, the old they do, grandma. they do that. That's totally normal. Dri- totally normal. Driving like lunatics. So I just keep on cranking up the cruise control. Like, well, I, I'm all, I'm being the dangerous one now because I'm so slow at 10 over. Yeah. I, now I'm going 90, and it's midnight. And I've been driving since 8 a.m. I mean, I'm ex- my eyes are exhausted, and I'm not even keeping up with traffic. Suddenly, everything comes to a screeching halt. Why? There's an accident! accident. Traffic jam! Oh. Oh. Uh, so I'm, I'm just like, I'm now I'm like you, fuming. I'm just like, motherfucker. I just want to go to bed. I'm so tired. Uh, but we got another hour of driving like this. So I took an exit, we drove a mile in the wrong direction, we drove 20 miles south, drove a mile back, got back on the same freeway, and guess what? We were around the, tra- the, the accident so where all traffic was stopped, so the freeway was completely clear. Like, there was, it was a ghost town. So, hammer down. And anyway, we dropped the kids off and turn around, drive back north to our hotel, Got there like one thirty, but, but I mean the next day was completely shot. We were so exa- we, eighteen hours we spent on the road that day. Eighteen oh, that hours terrible. was awful. But was it worth dropping the kids off at the parents? Yeah, because we were able to sleep then. Because you know the kids that much time in the car, they're climbing the. They're seven and five. They're it's not, yeah. It's not a norm, unnatural or weird. Every time we stopped, they're climbing the fucking walls and like Corvin maybe some people think we're uptight. We don't take him places. Why? Because he doesn't know how to act in public. So he's a lunatic. Well, put him in a car for 12 hours, and then in public, he is climbing the walls. Literally. Like, blah, 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 blah. Just like, no. That's why we don't do a whole lot with him. It's, 
he has not figured out how to act. So, eh, we, instead of subjecting other people to our maniac child, we just <laughs> stay home or keep him in familiar spaces. He'll get it. It's just, he's five. That's the way it is. But, man, I'll tell you what, trapped in a car for a while. Every time on the way home, we would, we, on the way home, we did it in two days, uh, which was much better. But every time we stopped for anything, he's running laps. He's just blah, 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 running circles around you in the restaurant, in the, any, in the hotel oh. lobby, just anywhere. It, it's, he's, <sighs> this doesn't sound like fun, but I'm sure that there was awesome moments. Oh, there, there was. I mean, we're, I, I already told you before we started the show, it's going to be an extended bitch sesh here up front yeah. before we get talking about movies, but we yeah. will talk about movies. Anyway, then I uh, see. So we spent a couple days in Sarasota. Uh, and that was before we could get into our house where we were staying with our friends. Uh, and, and that was fine. The first day was mostly a re- recoup day for mom and dad. Me and us, uh, Judas. We, we, yeah. we, Got up at like eight o'clock, which is crazy considering we went to bed at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, uh, and went and found some food. As soon as that food hit my stomach, I looked at my wife and was like, "We got to go back to the hotel and take a nap right now." Like I, it was, I ate, and I don't nap, but I was like, "I got to sleep right now." I am so tired. I, I'm gonna wreck the yeah. car if we go drive around and try and do shit. So we went back to the hotel, took a nap. Uh, woke up and we're like, let's go find a beach. Went and found a beach, which w- I told you about that. Yeah. Which, beautiful beach. Gorgeous. <laughs> beautiful beach that me and my wife went to. Gorgeous. Put a pin in that thought. Uh, spent the next day just kind of, we went to a couple shops and milled around, whatever. And then, you know, grabbed the kids, moved up to Spring Hill, which was a couple hours north of where we were. And... Uh, the place we were staying, the guy had a pool. It's our, our uh, neighbor's uncle. And he had a pool. Kids had a blast. For like the next four days, we were just lounging by the pool. I mean, we had a bit of a cold break for Florida, where it was 72 to 75. So it was a little nippy in the pool. Uh, but the kids don't give a shit. But for us, we were like, eh, I'll, I'll wait till it's 78 again, thank you. Uh, yeah. we had fun though. I went out to eat. They, uh, he cooked tons of food. Super nice guy. Had a blast just chilling out. Then like one of our last days there, we're like, okay, well, the boys haven't been to the beach, so let's go to the beach. Now we run into the problem with the Gulf side of Florida that most people don't necessarily know about. It's not all beach. Like you don't just, yeah, roll to the, let's, let's roll to the West and we'll find some sand. Eh, not so much, because you get swamp and weeds and rocks and certain places, certain areas, there's just not a beach. And, I mean, we went to the beach that was recommended. It was like 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away. And we got there and it was like, um, we're closed. It was like, huh? Well, this is the bottom part of this island and the parking lot is full. That means fuck off. Oh... Okay, well, I guess we'll go try and find another beach and commence Googling public access beach in this area. And it was like, nearest one was two hours south. I mean, every every, every other beach, we we went to a couple other beaches, and I got out of the car in the parking lot, walked out, and it was like, well, there's sand, and then there's a barrier wall that you're not allowed to go swimming in the ocean because it's rocks. (laughs) So I'm like, we could get out with the kids and play in sand, but I'm not, fuck that. Duh. 
we did not find a beach for the kids. There, there was, we did, apparently you got to get to that one soon enough in the morning before you get locked out of the parking lot. Otherwise, you got to drive two hours south to go out on an island across a long bridge, and there you can find some sand and beach with some... Now, are you in Sarasota at this point, or are you at the other... I was at the other place, two hours north, Spring okay. Hill. Okay. But in Sarasota, you're fine. It's just drive yeah. out to the beach. It's no big deal. But where we were, it was like... I drove along the beach road for two hours, dude. It was weeds and rocks. And no, there's nothing. Like, you, there's no beach. <laughs> so, uh, if you think Florida's all beach just because it's all surrounded, no, it's not. A big part of that is like Everglades and Louisiana-type shit, you know? Uh, so the boys didn't get to see the beach, but uh, me and the wife saw a beautiful beach where the kids would have loved to have played, but they were with Grandma and Grandpa, so too bad for you, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you saw my old stomping ground. I did. I was all over your old stomping ground. I was surprised when I sent you that one picture of that theater. Man, I wanted to see something in that theater. That theater looked awesome, but the times, of course, sucked. And I, I guess I was there at a time when they didn't have, uh, well, in Spring Hill, they didn't have any early showings. I went to check the showings for the local theater there. The earliest one was 6 p.m. Nope, not going to yeah. get a, didn't get a movie in. I don't know, I, I didn't even watch a movie all week. Yeah. Until uh, I got home, then I've been cramming the last day or two. Yeah, that's that was the theater that we left uh, 30, 40 minutes into uh, Captain Marvel. That was the very theater. That's where that took place. I've been to that theater so many times. That's where the Sarasota Film Festival is held, or at least a lot of the movies are shown there. And it's a cool theater. They've redone it, and it's nice, but they, we, we for some parked, reason, they dropped... Huh? We parked in that parking lot by the theater there so that we could get ice cream. And so we walked right by it, right by the lobby, and I was like, man, this is a beautiful theater. I would love to see something here, but it just was not meant to be because I think the time was 6.15, and then the next showing was 9.40, and I'm... Oh, I'm gonna... I, and it was 7 o'clock. It's like, I'm not gonna kill two and a half hours... So that I can watch Captain Marvel, which is another two, uh, gonna be 245 with trailers. Yeah. Nope. So, it'll get watched another time. Yeah. Overall, though, we had a a good trip, and, you know, the diarrhea got stopped once the juice wore off, and the two-hour trip home, I mean, we got jammed up, of course, coming home on, uh, for an hour traffic jam of everybody leaving Hilton Head. Other than that, it's it's good to be back home and watching tapes. I got I I managed to find uh went on a couple hunts and found a couple bags of VHS tapes. So I will get into that probably in the middle segment. But um, overall, I I mean, good vacation. Way better than the last one. That was four <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. How about you? How was your spring break, sir? Uh, no, not good. Not not good at all. <laughs> Um, sick kid, kids on my ass. Um, we went to Cleveland Museum of Natural History, which was translation romper room. Um, yeah, I'm ready for the roulette. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. Uh, on this episode of the roulette, it is burnout up against the dirt. And you're up first, sir. Please tell me about the dirt. The dirt. Okay. We all love Motley Crue, right? Well, I do. Uh, the dirt. Uh, 2019. I was so excited about this movie because I do. I love Motley Crue and I've, uh, uh 
I was at that age in high school to where they hit it huge. Like they had started uh, with Too Fast for Love and Theater of Pain, you kind of, you know, elevating amongst the other glam rock bands. And then Girls, Girls, Girls hit. And that's what really took them off. And then Dr. Feelgood was like kind of their masterpiece. And I was along for all of that in Podunk, Ohio, to where I hear about these crazy concerts. Like, I, they're coming to Cleveland. Did you hear? Motley Crue is coming to Cleveland. And I'm like, I want to go to that so bad, but I can't because I'm in fucking Holmes County. I can't go to that. Um, this was before, you know, my first concert was 1987, with which was Warrant. And this was like after the Motley Crue tour or whatever. That's kind of when I really got into concerts. And then I saw everything. So I, I've only seen Motley Crue one time. I'm leading up to my actual view of the movie. I only seen Motley Crue one time after their heyday, but before they did their big final grand huge concert. So it was kind of like this was in the 90s to where it was all about grunge and glam metal was done. And so we saw, I saw this band uh, in Cleveland at some... I don't know, some smaller, was it maybe Convocation Center up in Cleveland, Ohio? And it was half full. It was just kind of depressing. Uh, <laughs> I, I would have loved to see these guys back in their heyday, which leads me to The Dirt. So this is based on a book uh, that I will read sometime. Uh, that I guarantee is uh, the, the bit that is in here. Uh, from, I'm guessing, the, the book is fantastic. And I, I gotta read more of the debauchery. Like, if someone would say, what is the most crazy band that you can think of out there? I would probably say, uh, well, one, it would be Mayhem, that uh, Norwegian band that was literally murdering people and burning down churches. That's one thing. But the party aspect of it, Motley Crue. I mean, everybody knows Motley Crue is like the pinnacle of debauchery. And this movie scratches the surface of that. I like that. I like that, um, you know, it starts out with uh, some fellatio and squirting and drinking and laughing and <laughs> I wish I would have been at that party. Uh, it, it's great. So here's my problem with the dirt. Uh, I did like the characters. I liked the cast that uh, played Motley Crue. They all did a good job, but this is way, way, way too short of a movie. Uh, after the first half, which they were like them forming their band and them hitting it big and then just blowing money and blowing coke like it is nobody's business. It was just the best scene of the movie is, I believe it was Tommy Lee. It was either Tommy Lee or Nikki Six. Uh, they wake up. It's like, here's the way my day goes. It is the best part of the whole movie. And it's like, it's like almost a Guy Ritchie type of scene to where it's, you know, wake up at five in the afternoon and start drinking and then go do the concert and do the encore. And then it showed, it, and it was Tommy Lee. Cause then I remember it did the, during the concert, he would do his drum kit upside down and it would do the spinning thing. Like that was his big thing. And actually I kind of remember them doing that when I saw them as well. It wasn't as cool as these, the huge arena thing that they were doing at this point, but that's the highlight of the movie right there is the Tommy Lee one day in the life of me. Insane. The shit that these guys did. Uh, but this should have been a one-season uh, miniseries. Kind of like that Western that we watched that was really good. Yeah. It should have been that. Because there's so much story here. They move by too fast. Especially 
Uh, midway to towards the end of the Dr. Feelgood tour, things start to go really bad. Uh, at worse than they were, like there's heroin involved, but then, uh, uh, Vince Neal has an issue with his daughter. She has uh, cancer. And then things get really, you know, a lot more serious, obviously. But they don't spend enough time on it. Like, I like these characters, but they're, this is just way too truncated. Way, way, way too truncated. This should have been at least five episodes of, I would say, 90 minutes each, honestly. Like, it was... I wasn't bored. And if you're into hair metal or just the, the metal scene in the 80s, it is... It's so fascinating. I mean, we're talking, you know, Hollywood Sunset is, I think, the Sunset Strip. Uh, and they, you know, they reference a bunch of other bands. And it's, this is my jam. This is, you were more of a 90s music guy. This is my jam right here. Poison, Motley Crue, Warrant, Guns N' Roses, all this. This is my jam, especially Motley Crue. Because back in the day, like, Slayer was beyond my realm of comprehension. They were a thing, obviously. And even... Even in these days, like Metallica, I didn't really get into Metallica until the Black Album. I had started a little bit with Injustice for All, but that was like, quote-unquote, extreme heavy metal. Back in the day, the really popular metal was Molly Crew and Guns N' Roses and Ozzy Osbourne. That was kind of where it was at. So this is, like, I remember this stuff, but I didn't know the, all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And, hey, let's take heroin every single chance we get, and let's bang all of our bandmates' girlfriends, and let's fuck anything that moves. and it, It's crazy. <laughs> then fast just, forward to today, and you're wearing a guar shirt. <laughs> yeah, oh, actually, it's, it's a Hogwarts shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, look, the coat, the coat was perfect. Yeah, look, yeah, look, yeah. It was it's perfect. Hogwar. It just said guar. I was like, he's wearing a guar. Look, look at it. <sighs> so, of course, wow. all I've been listening to it on in my car on the way to and from karate, it, I'm just... just Blaring Motley Crue. <sighs> There's my review. I, yeah, I definitely was more of a 90s kid, and I didn't like any of the hair metal. I still don't, but I am looking forward to watching that movie. I just was going to wait until I hear your thoughts about it. But I am it looking forward to watching it, just because it'll be, a for me, a truncated version of their songs and everything. I don't need to hear every bit of their songs, because I've heard yeah. them. I'm not a fan, yeah. but uh, I still am interested in the story. And, um, like, I, yeah, they had some songs here and there, but I was more interested in the partying and the <laughs> the crazy shit they did. That was the best part of the movie. Yeah, the concert stuff was fine, but show me more debauchery. Show me Ozzy Osbourne licking piss off of the, uh, off of the floor beside a swimming pool. Because he does that, and then he snorts ants, too. And supposedly that's in the book, and supposedly he did that, which I'm like, oh, good for you, Ozzy. Good <laughs> for you. I have heard those stories before. Is it true that they injected Jack Daniels into their arm to come down off the cocaine? Oh, probably. I'm, they injected so many things into their bodies. Dude, it's crazy. Uh, I knew I was just going to like this movie with that opening, like, two-minute scene of, like, oh, it looks like Tommy Lee's eating a girl out within, in a party, and there's tons of people around. Oh, she's squirting all over the room. I'm like, yep, I'm going to like this movie. <laughs> awesome. So there you go, The Dirt. Uh, and for me, I had Burnout from 2017, and I believe this is a French film, but I watched the dub version. Uh, to save his loved ones, Tony must use his motorcycle talents for drug deliveries. Directed by Jan Goslin. <clears throat> now, this is going to be a little bit of a tricky one to review, so I want to be real careful how I describe it to you. I'll just start 
off by saying, I think you should keep it in the queue, and I think you should give it a watch. Okay? Okay. Uh, now, looking at this director, he's made a couple of other things, but it looks like, or if I'm judging from this, they were probably pretty low budget. <clears throat> Independent uh, affairs. The reason I say that is because I feel this guy has a lot of talent, and I feel like he's going to be somebody to keep your eye on. Am I saying this movie is great? No, I'm not. It, it's not without its issues. But it definitely has the feel of somebody who has a very limited budget, but has a lot of talent and knows what they're doing. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yep. I gotcha. People that we appreciate, like the... Oh, what was the name of that movie? But you could tell... We both liked it because it had a lot of talent behind the camera. You could tell they knew they were stretching their budget to every little cent. That Ink movie? Yes. That was from a while ink. ago. Oh. That's what, yes. Oh. Nailed it. Beautiful. It's not as good as Ink, but it it, it has that same kind of uh, style and tone where you're watching it and you're like, well, it's not great, but I can see that this director knows how to stretch a dollar. And he yeah. knows how to get every little bit of everything that he can get for what he has. Now, uh, the action in the movie is decent. The motorcycle stuff is, is pretty pretty impressive for a... Very low-budget film, which I'm assuming it is. They're tearing all over France, I, I assume. It's France. Uh, and I, I, I'm, you know, the, the filmmaker part of me thinks, wow, that must have been a pain in the ass to secure the uh, permits or whatever ability to do this. To the point where I think, I wonder, did they even get any permits? Did they just go out and do it? But then again, they also have police vehicles and police uh, motorcycles that are chasing him. So if you're faking that kind of stuff, you can get in real trouble for in, uh, impersonating police officers and stuff like yeah. that. The story is pretty interesting. It goes the way you think. I mean, it's called Burnout, and it's basically the guy, his baby mama gets into some trouble. She was stashing drugs for somebody, and they come up missing because her ex-boyfriend took them or blah, blah, blah. She's not a loser. She was dating a loser. And then he's got to try and fix the problem with the drug dealers. So he's driving, smuggling drugs for them for a couple months. You you can kind of guess where this is going. He's yep. also trying to become a professional bike racer during the day. So he's really burning the candle at both ends. He gets handed some uppers in pill form like, hey, take these. They'll help you stay awake. Burnout. Get it? You know where this is going to go. It yep. surprisingly works out pretty decently. I like the way the story wrapped up. I like the way it went. It was a fine watch. But the reason I say you should keep it in your queue is this Jan Goslin. I I don't know. I could see him being one of these names that gets the gets the jump to some, uh, to a bigger project, and then boom, within a short period of time, he's a very well known director that is you know making a Marvel movie or some shit like that. I will definitely check out his other projects. The, a couple of it looks like one is a, a horror themed. This was definitely a thriller. Uh, but I would check out his other stuff. And so I say keep it in the queue and give it a watch sometime for a low budget, painless watch. You'd, you'd enjoy it on the treadmill. Nice. Oh, good. So it sounds like we both, I mean, mine was not like a home run, but it sounds like we both had decent movies. Yeah, mine was not either. It was fine. And by the halfway mark, I was like, 
uh, I, I need to pay attention. I need to, you know, not be distracted by phone and games and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I, I was watching. I was like, this is not bad. Yeah. Same here with the dirt. I watched the whole thing. I wasn't dawdling on my phone. I, I, but I have more of a uh, appreciation or love for those kinds of films where you and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Where you can tell it's a low budget affair, but they are. This guy's working it. This director is working every penny, and I, I, so I give it more credit because of that. Yeah. Decent flick. Okay. Good. Let's move on to the next round. Okay. First up for you is a new movie on Netflix called uh, Los Parasitios, also known as The Similars. Uh, <laughs> on a rainy night on Oct- October 2nd, 1968, eight characters why? Why? Why waiting on a remote bus station for a bus heading to Mexico <sighs> City. They start experiencing a strange phenomenon. Now, that sounds a bit Twilight zone to me, but... Uh, I, I don't know much about it, but let's just see what happens there. That would be your safe pick. Next up is... <laughs> Such a dick. Um, there it is. The Highwaymen. <clears throat> uh, this is a Netflix movie. I think, no, yeah, original Netflix. Two hours and 12 minutes. Now, also, Similars is only 90 minutes, something like that. So, there's that. Uh, Highwaymen, two hours, 12 minutes. A pair of Texas Rangers comes out of retirement. The smile on your face the- right now. It's just, you're such a dick. Go on. <laughs> to catch the infamous outlaws, Bonnie and Clyde, directed by John Lee Hancock, who uh, directed a whole bunch of well-renowned movies. Uh, well, I think. Let's see. Yep, Saving Mr. Banks. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, and what else? Uh, Axel. That was a... Children's movie, yeah. Well, kind of, um, but it's science fiction. Axel is a top-secret robotic dog who develops a special friendship with Miles and will go to any length to protect his new companion. Uh, and this stars... Uh... Coming your way! Twin sanity. When a yoga enthusiast begins to pull away from her identical twin sister and business partner, their lifelong bond turns deadly. I know I threatened you last episode to throw you all of the garbage you've been throwing me, but I just can't do the other one because (laughs) I'll never watch it. Whatever witchy nonsense it was. Uh, And I have better roulettes I'd like to throw you, but then I saw what you threw. The bye-bye man. Three college students move into an off-campus house and discover they've unwittingly unleashed a supernatural killer known as the bye-bye man. Uh, And lastly, Mercy Black. Fifteen years after a traumatic crime, a woman is released from psychiatric care and tries to drive out an evil spirit that continues to haunt her. You get three horror roulettes, sir. What would you like? Um, I think that I'm going to... You know what? I'm so confident in my roulette choosing ability. I'm so... I'm so, I, I mean, we're talking like testicular fortitude here. I'm going with t- uh, Twin Sanity. I am going to watch Twin Sanity, and it's going to be good, I think. Uh, okay. <laughs> the Skype is not frozen. That's just my face. <laughs> now, also, just so you know, Similars is only 89 minutes. I was wrong. And it is in black and white, which gives it that extra layer of... Uh, 
What? Isaac Esban directed it too, also. Well, what was the extra layer that it gives it? A- extra layer of, of class. Oh, oh. Yes. So. so, next episode on the roulette, it will be the Highwayman up against Twin Sanity. <laughs> uh, Alright. Just keep wearing you down. Nope. <laughs> uh, this is like that half-drink can of, like, Keystone Light that has, like, a cigarette butt in it that I keep, like, come on, just drink the rest of this. It's okay. There's some alcohol in there. Okay. It literally, if you give me a half-drink Keystone Light with a cigarette butt in it and I drink it, will you stop throwing the similars up? Because I will fucking do that. Ooh, that's tempting. I mean, but that cigarette has to be smoked all the way down to the butt. Like, I want, like, it, like, to be really stale, old, like, carcinogenic, just shitty Liquid lung cancer. Yes. Uh, And, you know, and that Keystone Light may or may not have been pissed in by me. Maybe. Now you're pushing it. Now you're just not Uh getting any... Ah, come on. Getting some disease off of... I I tried. You're trying to get the roulette to actually give me a disease. (laughs) (laughs) I think our podcast is a complete disease. (laughs) All right. There you go. Next episode... Uh, Highwaymen and Twin Sanity. And what the hell did I get myself into? Uh, oh, that's that's all your fault, sir. I mean, if I would be a real prick, I could have thrown you that other one you had last week, whatever that shit was. That you couldn't even finish the trailer. <laughs> what was that called? Witchy Witch? A witch? Or yeah, that was it. Something. Yeah. The, the Witch Files. Oh, The Witch Files. And I have a feather. Thank you, the board. There you go. Whatever. I guess it's <laughs> Okay, I figure for middle segment we just rabbit trail a little bit. I wanted to talk about some of the tapes that I got on vacation. So I hit several places in Sarasota and in Spring Hill and bust, bust, bust. I I mean, I got a few tapes, but not much. One of the biggest, nicest Goodwills I've ever seen in my life. And all they frickin' had were three racks of commons. It was just, how many copies of Titanic do you need? (laughs) <laughs> it's just shit I didn't want. I did, you know, get a bag of shit out of there, but it was nothing like, hey, check it out. It was just like, eh, I'll check that out, whatever. Uh, but when we were leaving Florida, we were stopping at several places to try and pick up souvenir for the 14-year-old who did not accompany us. And <laughs> wife was like, I got to grab something. At- we stopped at a mini mall. She's like, I got to grab something out of this store. Can you go in that store and look for a shirt or something? And I was like, sure. I walk into this thrift store. Oh my god, tapes out your everywhere. Tapes. Wall just tapes. I was like, oh my god, forget the shirt. Scan, 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 scan. scan. I, I went through everything once. I like to go through everything at least three times because I always find stuff on the third trip that I just breezed over. But I came out of there with a big fat bag of shit. And there were a couple of tapes that I put back just. Eh, I'll never watch it, but I kept telling myself, if I ever see that, like Aliens, the the uh, CBS Fox release of Aliens, just so that mm. I can have it on the shelf, just so it has that, that spine that matches with everything and it looks cool. I saw it there and passed it up. I saw another copy of the CBS Fox for Empire. I thought, should I buy this for Eugene? I had bought so many... <sighs> I had so many tapes already in my bag, I was like, I, I just put them back. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, some of the, I want to talk about some of the tapes I got because I'm going to be watching them obviously coming up soon, but I, I 
was real happy that I got some new RCA Columbia releases and a couple CBS Fox ones to add to the stack. Man, now, see, already I'm regretting not getting that Aliens. Damn it, why didn't I do, I mean, I'll never watch the damn thing, but yeah. why didn't I get it? That would look so cool. Uh, I got Commando. CBS Fox release of Commando. Then that that one was one that I was, I gotta get that damn thing, and I got it. Uh, Gandhi, part one and two, did you ever watch Gandhi? I never watched I it. I have not, never seen it's it. It's the one with Ben Kingsley, I think it won some Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've heard of it, but. That one is a RCA Columbia 2 tape, and they're not in one package. I've come across this before with Lawrence of Arabia and a couple of other movies, where they're not, it's Gandhi Part 1, and then completely separate tape, Gandhi Part 2. Well, I keep coming across one or the other, and then I don't pick them up because, well, I don't have the other one. What are the chances that I come across a Part 2 of Gandhi, you know? So I don't even bother. But in this... Mm -hmm particular instance i got both of them they were side by side i grabbed them both up awesome uh, punchline is a movie about comedians uh starring tom hanks have you ever watched i've never watched that movie either never seen it nope but i was interested so i snapped it up uh the cbs fox releases i got were man from snowy river which eh, interest but they were they were 50 cents and then like half off so Eh, I'll, I'll give it a watch and see if it's something. Uh, Black Stallion Returns. I, I don't know about you, but we watched the Black Stallion movies a lot growing up. And Yes, we did too. I did, had no interest in getting them, but then I saw the cover. Hold on, let me grab this. It is purely, first of all, it's got the CBS Fox sidebar, so I'm like, yep, cool, that's cool. But, eh, stupid horse movie, blah, blah, blah. But then the cover. I was like... Okay, I'm buying that because that mm. cover is frickin' 80s old school. That's classic 80s right there. Yes. Awesome. So I snagged it up. What the hell? 1983. I'll give it a watch. And the man from Snowy River has also a classic kind of silhouette um thing. And ah, Kurt- that's classic right there. Man, that's, I remember that was a good movie, or at least it was in my childhood. Uh, yeah, a lot of people talk about it. I know I've seen it multiple times, but I remember not one thing about it, but... I flipped over the back and Kirk Douglas. I'm like, okay, Kirk Douglas, I'm in. Let's let's give this bitch a watch. <laughs> what else we got here? Okay, now these were just randoms, but nine and a half weeks. Have you seen nine and a half weeks? Um, that was I the super steamy sex thriller thing. Who stars in it? That's not Mickey Rourke, Mi- right? Mickey Rourke and Kim Basinger. Oh yes, I did watch that. Yes. See, I watched it many years after it came out, and I was like, all right, that was a thing. But maybe I should give it a second chance? Well, here it is for ten cents or some shit. I'll pick it up. Earthquake. Any disaster movie I come across on VHS, you are mine. And I came across Earthquake. Uh, Night of the Hunter. This is a movie that is on every frickin' best of list. Isn't it on best of horror movie lists, too? I, I, I have just seen it on so many, Robert Meacham, I think, so many frickin' lists of awesome best of blah, 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 blah. So I finally yeah. am, got a chance to grab it up. I know that you didn't, I, I remember no. your review, you hated it, but yep, it's... Yep, that was, I, now granted, I, I, I'm not, classic horror, okay, I'm good with that, but classic not horror and pretentiousness or whatever, I did not like that movie even a little bit. Well, I will give it a uh, shot and 
report back. I, the only seriously, the only reason I bought it is because I can't find it anywhere else except for like the DVD and Blu-ray. I believe are super expensive, and I've just seen it on so many lists. Like I, I got to check this thing out just to review it. Uh, so coming across it on VHS for twelve cents or whatever the hell I paid for it. Oh, that's mine. I'll at least give it a shot. And lastly, I just bought this one here locally because it was at the surplus store. The Blu-ray of Last Starfighter, a movie I adored as a child, and I have lowered my review in as an adult because the special effects are so dated, but two bucks for the Blu-ray? Okay, I got it on VHS, but to hell with it. I don't even think I bought it on DVD. Uh, you know what? Two bucks? I, I, that, that's a Blu-ray for me. Thank you, sir. I might actually want to borrow that from you sometime. I need to give that out a rewatch. It's been far, far too long. Oh, I thought you watched it within the last ten years and really disliked it. I did really dislike it, but I don't remember much of it. And also, I watched it with my wife, who was not impressed with it because of everything you basically said. Bad special effects. She's just not a big fan of the 80s. Like, I am, and you are. Yeah, my wife too. I'm not going to be watching that one with her. Having said that... She actually watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and I did not yet, because uh, I'm actually going to wait and watch it with my oldest son. She wanted to watch it first and see... She's fine with watching movies over again, like, back-to-back fairly quickly, and she's like, I want to watch this to make sure it's okay for Lucas. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch it and then watch it a couple weeks later. I just... I don't do that. That's just... No. And so she was like, that was... She's like, that was awesome. Wow. I'm surprised. Yeah, watched it by herself and thought it was awesome. That's impressive. Good. I, well, that gives me hope. I, I I enjoyed the hell out of it, but I don't want to amp it up too much because I could see you being like meh on it. Uh, I, I think you'll like it enough, but I don't know. You you could love it. I don't know. I, I just don't want to overhype it to you. She also, I mean, without me telling her what you have been saying about the end, she was like, wow, the colors and everything in the end. She was like, that was impressive. So there you go. It's in my, I've got the uh, UHD, like the ultra high def version on Voodoo. Yeah, I'm planning on rewatching it again very, very soon. <laughs> yeah. So it got the uh, seal of approval, so Lucas and Dad will be watching that soon. Cool. What else have you gotten recently that's on deck? I guess we're just doing Coming Soon as a rabbit trail, but whatever. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, well, my, uh, you know, I go in spurts and... Uh, we all get do, on... Eugene. We all do. Uh, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh... You know, one one week it'll be this genre, next it'll be this genre, and actually all of my recently watched are going to be pretty much from the same director. But uh, I feel a kung fu kick coming on, yeah, baby, real quick. Like I just with being in in karate, mixed martial arts, I just the more I'm in it, the more like I want to watch some of the movies that I remember fondly, and like how do those hold up? Especially like you know maybe some Shaw Brothers movies. And then maybe some Van Damme movies, and of course Jet Li, maybe even revisit a couple of the Bruce Lee movies, which those were kind of the beginnings of our podcast, was on the roulettes. You were throwing me, um, oh, you threw me some of the original Bruce Lee movies. I remember City Connection, I think was one of them, wasn't it? Chinese Connection. Or Chinese Connection, yeah. Yeah, Chinese Connection. They were all good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to maybe rewatching those, but especially, like... I really want to rewatch Kickboxer and Bloodsport, and I'm sure that they are not realistic, but for some reason, some of the stuff that I'm being taught, it just makes me think of Van Damme and 
his stuff. Not that I'm remotely like Van Damme because I am not, but <laughs> some of his spin kicky type things, I'm like, ah, oh, feel, I feel like I'm in that universe kind of. So I'm looking forward to getting in onto the Kung Fu bandwagon. First, I would say with going on a, a Kung Fu tear, my, the best advice I can give you is, uh, uh don't, Try to avoid back-to-back decade, which, what I mean by that is, don't go 80s, 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 70s, 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 90s, 90s, 90s. Skip around. 70s, 80s, 90s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever. Like, if you move around between decades, you won't you won't get burned out, because they're so vastly different. And by the time mm-hmm. you get done with, like, the third one, you're ready to go back to the first one. But it's just because each decade is so similar, the movies that came out in that time frame. So if you stay 70s back-to-back, you'll get burned out by round three. Whereas if you leap around, uh, you don't get burned out as quick. As for the Van Damme, Kickboxer, Bloodsport, you could watch those back-to-back. You'll enjoy those. And uh, as for realism, at least as far as I know, I would say half of it is. There's also a thing (laughs) in those kind of movies that's that's similar to some of the... um, Oh, what's his name? The the current... uh, Giant beefy dudes beating the hell out of each other. Scott Atkins type movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's like, hoya, giant swing, hoya, giant kick, and they're moving at two miles an hour. You can tell it's for cinematic purposes, so it's not entirely realistic, but it's still fun to watch. Uh, and same with the, the van, those Van Damme ones. The only th- thing I would say is not super realistic are the, like I've told you in text, the giant spin kicks. The only time that you're, g- you're gonna see those in real matches are when the guy is concussed and is halfway to the floor already and then somebody lays a final giant spin kick on him. It's, uh, it's always a surprise when the spin kick is effective because nobody is expecting it because nobody sane would use it. It takes way too long. Half the martial artists I know would punch you in the back of the head or the back of the leg or kick you in the nuts when you're halfway through the spin. It, it's you're turning your back to the opponent and you don't yeah. ever want to do that. Uh, it, it can be used, but it's just it's rare in a real fight that it would be effective, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I it's. Fascinating to me, the, the things that I'm learning. And of course, you know, because I love movies so much, is like my mind is just always going to, oh, I need to watch movies that focus on this aspect, you know, like groundwork jujitsu type stuff, submission stuff. And then, you know, I, last night it was like trying to teach me spin kicks, which you should see that. You should see me trying to do a spin kick. It's. <laughs> uh, it's basically like I'm completely hammered, shit face drunk. And that's it. That's what it looks like. Just that. Not, um, not doing anything. Just whee, yeah, just whee, thump on my ass. But anyway, uh, nobody nobody uh, looks good learning how to do speed. Yeah, because I oh, and I just felt oh, just doing it. I'm like oh, I like a drunken ballerina. That's I a, Eugene the drunken ballerina. That's exactly what I looked like, and that's kind of what I am. Uh, <laughs> Every time I practice spin kicks, I just felt like a figure skater. Like I'm just wee spinning on my foot, yeah. Either on the toe or the heel or whichever you know, because certain spin kicks you do on the heel and certain ones you do on the toes. Yeah, which he yeah they're explaining that stuff to me, and it's just learning to balance yourself better, and then getting better and better and better at it. And uh, that that's actually yeah. the the useful tool of learning spin kicks is that 
is learning to be, to, that that spin motion, the circular motion, and keeping your balance. Less, it's more of that than, it, in my opinion, than uh, actually delivering a blow. You know, because if somebody knocks you and you get spun with your back to them, you can have you've practiced uh, that spinning motion enough that you can turn around and face them again and be ready. Yeah, yeah. And my instructor, he does a spin kick so fast, like on the ball of his foot, like it's yeah. He's I guess, like he's. It's what the boy. hell was that? Oh, romper room! Finally, uh, something's he, happening at your house and not mine. Yeah, he does it so fast that it's like a split second uh, that you like his back is to you. But it's I I would have to move at the speed of <laughs> the speed of noise. The speed of noise. Yeah, speed of sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I do they uh, just curious? Do they teach you uh, to? That when you spin, your head should be the first thing that comes around so that you can yes. see where to land the kick. I yes, can never do. get that shit. Like, I can do it if I'm not turning my head first. But when I turn my head first, I look like a moron. I, I can't land anything. I, yeah. oh, that, I, was, I, I felt pretty confident in my spin kicks until I was taught, oh, no, you need to have your head come around first. Fail, 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 yeah. fail, fail. Yeah. That was what I was doing last night over and over and in my kip. Yep, just put on the nutcracker music and ding, 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 ding. That's what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Eugene, he needs his, his guar music. With yes. His <laughs> or Motley Crue. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on up there. Anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so you bought a bunch of Blu-rays. Yes. A shit ton. It's embarrassing. Oh, you want to hear what they are? <laughs> No, I just thought we'd we'd comment on that and move on. Right, that was oh. it. Oh, yep. it's um. <laughs> oh, and it's oh, I, I've got I thought some... maybe you'd want to break them down a little bit. I, the reason I was confused by the was it City of the Living Dead. The reason I was confused by that or I asked 4K is because I assumed you already had that as a Blu-ray. So, oh, I I do. I have two copies of it. All. I th- three now, counting the newest one. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, if you need yep. to get rid of one, just let me know. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. I keep all my Fulci stuff. I have the original, the first 1997 DVD release of Zombie from Anchor Bay. I know all my Fulci stuff will not leave my house. Nope. Well, it might leave my house, but it still belongs to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so City of the Living Dead. So Arrow released a completely new 4K remastered. It's still on Blu-ray, but it's a 4K remaster with hours it's like hours, and this is going to get into my recently watched here, but of, of uh, new uh, historical f- documentaries on the movie and about Lucia Fulci. Uh, and it sold out. I wasn't able to get it. I actually had ordered it on Amazon UK, and it was, you know, in process, in process. And finally, sorry, it's gone. You can't get it because it's sold out. And it, it is sold out. So a site that I uh, uh, that specializes in unique, hard-to-find Blu-rays around the world, uh, Diabolique DVD, they were able to score a handful of copies of it, and uh, I immediately, immediately purchased that for the low, low price of $40. Happily, happily <laughs> paid $40, because it's it was gone. I mean, go, see what they're going for on eBay. They're jacked right back up. So I watched it, and it is incredible. Like, it it makes the old, uh, anchor, or the old uh, Blue Underground Blu-ray and the old Arrow, the initial Arrow release obsolete. It's one of those where it, the quality is so much better that 
I'll never watch the other ones, but I'm a completist. I have to have anything and everything Lucia Pulci on DVD. Well, not DVD, but some of the old DVDs I'll keep, but mainly Blu-ray, and if and ever they become available on 4K, I will buy them. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, and then uh, Dario Argento's opera, that was the other very expensive purchase from Scorpion slash Ronin flicks. Uh, they, now, I could be wrong, but I swear, at some point in our conversations, you told me that movie is shit. Uh, I mean, I've watched it several times, and I was never that enamored with it. It was like, hey, it's okay. I mean, maybe the first time I was like, meh. It's grown on me. Now, this time here, I I genuinely liked it. I watched the original Italian language with English subtitles, and that helps that movie tremendously, because for some reason, the dubbing just... it I... I didn't like the dubbing on that movie. Well, watching it, and it, it, it elevates the movie substantially with the storyline and with the plot points and all of that. It's way better with subtitles. And it, well, I understand movie. there there are several things that I have that, uh, and I tend to prefer dubbing, especially as an old school kung fu fan, because it's funny. That's part of the funny. But yeah. then you get something like Brotherhood of the Wolf, and the dubbing is so atrocious. It's, yeah. and it's not that it doesn't line up, it's that the, the voice actors they picked for the people, it just, you look at that guy and you're like, that guy does not have that voice. Yeah. Why, why is his voice so deep or whatever? Yeah. And it, it, it's no good. You have to watch that movie with subtitles. And same with, Agreed. uh, well, Cowboy Bebop. I love the voice acting so much in the English, uh, voiceover. I can't do this. The, the, the actual real Japanese track sounds off to me. It doesn't look like that guy's voice should go with that character, whereas the and, American yeah. version... It, it and some works. of them are perfectly fine. Like, uh, most of my Italian horror that I watch, uh, I I watch English dub because it's what I've grown up with, and it sounds like like Fulci Zombie. Like, I I think it would be weird to watch it in Italian language with English subtitles. Like, it, it's... I, I know those voices. I recognize the sounds of those voices from these movies, but for some reason, opera never worked for me until this time. And I focus more on the story, and the, there's some beautiful, beautiful Dario Argento camera shots that he does in this movie that it, it's a good one. I mean, it's, it's not upper, upper, upper tier for me, but it's, it's getting there. Like, the more I watch it, the more I appreciate it. It's a tad too long. Uh, but sometime I want you to revisit that one. Uh, or Wait, actually, did you ever watch it? No, because you oh. said it was shit, so I'd never watch you it. Should, I would suggest, though, if you can, watch the subtitled version. I mean, it is, you know, I'll you have that. to pay attention, but it's got some, I mean, beautiful gore. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard for me to, like, that sounds weird until you see the movie and you know what, in the context, I actually mean that. Like, it's the gore that they have in the movie is artistic. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But, and there, every now and then they throw in a, a, a metal tune, which is just odd when they do that. Much like uh, demons and uh, some of uh, phenomena. They do, Dario Argento does it in phenomena. He does it here just a couple times. And it's like, it's jarring, but I'm like, it's Dario Argento. So I'm like, I get it. I, that's his thing. He likes to do that. And I think that might have been the last truly, uh, really good, movie that he directed them because that was mid eighties and that was already like his heyday oh, was the opera, you mean. Yes, opera was I think the okay. last truly really good movie that he made. Well I'm putting this down as your first recently watched. Uh <clears throat> and we are officially and recently watched. Okay. I, I, you want to keep going with that? Um 
where does it fall in your rankings as far as Argento films? For Argento, um, I think that, well, my favorite is Tenebrae and then Suspiria. I would say probably then Deep Red or well, maybe Phenomena, then Deep Red, and then I would probably say Opera. I did like this better than Inferno. Uh, and even his animal trilogy from the early 70s, those giallos, I liked yeah. this one better than that. Those are more, he was kind of dubbed, or, you know, he was kind of dubbed the, the, I, the Italian version of Alfred Hitchcock. And those three original, uh, animal, the animal trilogy that he made were more Hitchcockian, like that, like they weren't really gory right. or anything, but they were it's more that- murder mysteries. Right. And it, that's a very apt uh, uh, description of Argento, in my opinion. It sounds yeah. like it is the bottom of the upper tier. Yes, it is. It is like his top five. It's like probably number five or whatever, something like that. But it's still, I have come to very much appreciate that movie for what it is. And, you know, especially this release, though, it is just phenomenal. The quality that went into making this Blu-ray. So cool. there you go. That's my first of the recently watched and I say, everything that I'm going to review, by the way, is going to be Italian. Every single movie is going to be Italian. <laughs> Unless uh, you want to hear me review Nutcracker in the Four, whatever. Uh, no, but I think last week you might have promised us uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, that's right. Yes, Captain Marvel. You want to do um, that one? Yeah, I'll do that one and then from Go there. Go for it. Okay, so uh, as I have discussed on the podcast... I tried to watch that in Florida, and uh, that was a huge crashing disaster fail. Well, my second attempt was much, 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 much better. Uh, the crowd was great, and uh, it's funny. I movie starts, and I'm like, I don't remember any of this. Well, that's because I was so infuriated by the little brat sitting beside me on his mom's lap talking and the mo- everything. I was so furious, I could not focus at all on the movie. So it literally was, I was watching it for the first time. And, you know, the first hour, the setup, eh, not bad. Okay. I, you know, I, her snarky looks or her facial expressions wasn't gelling with me the first half hour, 45 minutes of the movie. I'm like, mm. and then the second half of the movie kicks in and the plot starts coming together more and more and more. And I gotta say, this was a really, really good movie. Uh, with with regards to Marvel, I would say this is it's much like opera. It's the it's getting to be the upper tier. That's how much I liked that last hour. It was really good. The direction that they went with it and how they kind of, sort of set up. Okay, End Game's coming up, and here's a little just a little nugget for you. Well, spoiler, 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 I guess. Go ahead and tell me what that nugget was, please. Uh, the nugget is, um, after the snap, uh, we see a couple Avengers all like, well, what's this little, uh, you haven't seen it, so I'm, I mean, are you sure? No, I don't give a okay. shit. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, what's this little pagery type, or what is this thing? What's well, a pager that Nick Fury gave That to... was at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. Well, so, they are basically like, well, what the hell? What is, what is this? And it's, well, it's her, gonna, she's going to be coming back, and then she does. There you go. And she's like, where's nothing Nick Fury? It, so, it was so awesome, nothing. though. She was like, where's Nick Fury? And then it something like that, and it cuts. I'm like, ooh, it gave me goosebumps just thinking about it, because I'm like, hell, oh, they're going to tear shit up in Endgame. <laughs> Did you see the, the new Endgame trailer that came out today? Oh, oh, today? Yeah. 
No, I did not. Oh, I, I was happy with the last one. I don't. Uh, no more. Trailers. It doesn't give. It doesn't give away anything. It, okay. It's still a whole bunch of nothing. But okay, it was interesting. A little bit of voiceover from Thanos that was cool. It was like you failed, and in your failure, you seek to not be a failure, and therefore you have found me. It's like, yeah, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it, again, they're doing a real good job of not giving a damn thing away. With I love it. This, love it. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. By but the way, I'm, for for Marvel or for the uh, Captain Marvel, they and I, I'm fine with it. But I, you can tell they aped a little bit of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy with the musical choices. I'm like, all right, I get it. There's your '90s music, much like Guardians has their cool music. I've but it was that. fine. I. I I, I know all the songs, and there were a, a couple parts. I'm like, ah, that's kind of cool that we're hearing this song for this scene, but it's very much Guardians of the Galaxy-esque, but uh, it, good movie. Very good movie. Cool. Uh, did you, uh, the, um, this is the last Stan Lee cameo, maybe. Oh, man, that was a, it begins with Marvel, like the logo Marvel, and all of, like, instead of, us seeing the characters, we just see a whole bunch of Stanley, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting both times I got teary eyed, both times. And then he's reading the script to Mulrat. Oh, uh, he's reading. Oh, shit, what was that? Because yeah, he's on the train, and um, yeah, it was a huge Kevin Smith shout out. He, he was reading the script to Mulrats and practicing his Mulrats lines because he's that's one of the only movies where he's an actual character, where Stanley is a oh. is Mulrats, and so that's what that was from. Cool, I. Yeah, a lot of references, by the way, to 90s stuff. Much like I watched Us as well, and there was tons of 80s things in there. Uh, spoiler, Mar- Captain Marvel is worlds better than Us. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get to that. I want to hear that review, too. Okay. Uh, but while we're on Marvel... Oh, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, did you hear that Kevin Feige came out and announced... Now that the 21st Century Fox merger is more or less complete, they announced they're rebooting the X-Men and who Wolverine, they've cast Wolverine. Ooh, no shit. Nice. Straight from Kevin Feige's mouth, Zach Efron. I'm, I'm okay with that. I, oh, that could be badass. I, yeah, I'm, I, I would really be tickled if the X-Men had a hand in Endgame. That would really that make would, me happy. Ooh. Yeah, but well, I don't think that's going to happen. What about Would Fan Forstick... That would be amazing, too. I would, I would love, love that. that. I think I would like that every bit as much as the X-Men. The X-Men have been so successful while Fantastic Four... I think the Fantastic Four are so cool, and I'm, I'm just rooting for those guys and girls. <laughs> I've never really liked the Fantastic Four, but I they've never really gotten... I, I don't know. When When... Tim's story has made your best two Fantastic Four movies. Like, yeah. I mean, those movies are not the greatest, but they're worlds better than the other attempts. So wait, so wait, so X-Men, like, they've, they did the originals with, you know, Brian Singer and whatever, and then now we have the new cast because of the timeline, whatever. Yeah. Is all of that going to go away now, and now we're going to yes. do this all over again? Yes. Whew. All right. I'm in. Well, <laughs> I don't know if they will bring it bring the X-Men in just yet because they still have that Phoenix movie coming out later this year. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yep, they're getting old. They're getting rolled into, they're getting completely rebo- rebooted and rolled into the MCU. Well, good for them. Now all we need is something with Alien. Just, just make sure that Ridley has got one more. I just need one more. I need one more because I watched, I just rewatched Prometheus and Covenant 
give me one more alien movie to t- bridge that gap to the 79 alien. You still, you still like Covenant? I think it's awesome. I do. I've seen it now three or four times. I think it's awesome. Ugh. It, granted, it's it's a step down from Prometheus. I watched it twice, and I'm still pretty baffled by it. I, I and that's from a yeah. pretty strong Prometheus defender. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting carried away. So thumbs up to Captain Marvel. Okay. Uh, first up for me, I want to talk about Commando because I just watched it on VHS. Beautiful and perfect. What an amazing movie! It was so good that I was like, "Fuck it, I'm live tweeting this thing." And I went to my Twitter, and you can go watch the movie and read my live tweets if you want, because there's about 50 of them. What a damn good movie. And my tweets, I think, were pretty funny, too. Anyway, I'm sure that, yeah, making me just one of a billion Twitter users, who are probably wrong. Uh, at any rate, the movie itself, so good. So perfectly 80s Arnold, and he is, this was before Predator, right? Oh, boy, right around that same time. I mean, it was 87. I, I feel like Predator may have been right after Commando. Because he seems a little more slender and just jacked to mm-hmm. all hell. I mean, wow. Amazing. Uh, fantastic movie. And I did not like this movie the first few times I watched it. I was like, eh, hey, it's so cheesy. But watching it again, and especially when I was tweeting about it, his responses just all deserve to be in caps. It's just full caps. It, because whatever people say to him, one, it's stupid, and two, what he says is double stupid, so he just says it in caps. Like, well, now we don't have a car. And he goes over and pushes the car over, and he goes, Now I do. <laughs> uh, okay. And, and he just keeps doing that. At one point, a guy goes, Fuck you, asshole! And he grabs him by the throat and looks him straight in the eye and goes, Fuck you, asshole! <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> it's great. Perfect. Oh, such a good movie. I love Commando. Love it. My question at the very end of it, all of it, though, was, why did we not get another Commando movie? Why did we not get a Commando 2, 3, 4, or whatever? I, I mean, granted, at the very end of the movie, the final lines are, Never again because he speaks in all caps. And yeah. his is his commander or whatever says, yeah, until the next time. And then, yeah, never again. Or whatever the hell he says. I can't even remember now. It was so stupid. But I guess he was right. Never again. No more commando for you. Take all the commando you got, which is one movie, and you're done. <laughs> yeah. Even, hey, he wasn't in uh, the, the Predator sequel. And it, actually, what I guess there was Conan 1 and 2, but... He hasn't really done a whole lot of sequel stuff, right? Ah, Terminator. Terminator, I guess, is the only one. But you're not wrong on that. I well, maybe it wasn't financially financially successful. Why did it? Why was there I no mean, more I, Commando movies? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as I say that, I'm gonna go to YouTube, and it's gonna be direct to video release Commando Two <laughs> with three, Arnold, four, five, six, and seven. Arnold handing off the reins to some young dick I don't like. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. He's not a young dick. <laughs> or Wings Hodger. Or... Well, where did... Kevin Sorbo. What a poll. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm, not sh- yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure where Kevin Sorbo came from. I, I was trying to think of some jacked up 80s actioner guy. I guess Michael Dudikoff? Uh, ah, Michael Dudikoff isn't really... I'd watch that. Yeah. He mostly does Air Force movies. 
I could see like a new Commando movie with, uh, with of course, uh, Aquaman guy. Scott Atkins! Where's Scott Atkins with my Commando 2? Yeah, but immediately that's direct-to-video. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Jason I Momoa and Commando 2 is what Yeah, Jason Momoa would be good. Man, that's a late callback for Commando. Or maybe Dave Bautista. I mean, Dave Bautista, he's not young anymore, but he's huge. Yeah, he is huge, but I think that would be beneath him at this point. Yeah, at this point, yep, I agree. Okay, oh, anyway, yeah, yeah I'm... Because <laughs> uh, now I'm thinking Academy. of wrestlers! <laughs> yeah, let's talk WWE! Uh, I've been teasing Umbrella Academy review for a while. Uh, a disbanded group of superheroes reunites after their adoptive father, who trained them to save the world, dies. Again, poorly worded IMDb, thank you, and go fuck yourself. Starring Ellen Page, Tom Hopper, and Mary J. Blige. Colm Fior is the Sir Reginald Hargreaves. You know who Colm Fior is. No, what? <laughs> I I love how you tune oh. me out. I ask you questions, nothing. Just, just dead air, huh? What? Oh, I was just looking at I was looking at my uh my audio. I'm like, ah, oh, there is the little there's a little line. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Do you know who Colm Fior is? Uh no. He was the main guy in uh damn it, you have thrown me way off my <laughs> He was the main guy in Storm of the Century. Uh, that's the Stephen King? Yeah. Eesh, nope. Uh, Lord Marshall in Chronicles of Riddick. There we go. Okay. Now yep. I've got a mental image of him. Okay. Got it. I, I really enjoy him. I really like him. Anytime I see his name pop up. Well, he's playing a pretty old man in this show. And this is something, this is a show you might want to check out. Because it's only like six episodes or something. That are maybe an hour each. And it, it's very much falls into a MCU kind of tone, except maybe a smidge darker. Maybe a little more emo, you might want to say, but mostly just darker, in my opinion. I think you would enjoy watching this show. And like I said, it's not that terribly long. Anyway, uh, so the setup for the show is on this one day in the 80s, I can't remember the exact numbers, so don't quote me, but like 40 or 50 women around the world who started the day not pregnant became pregnant and gave birth on the same day. And this really rich guy went and collected as many of the babies as he could and paid them, paid the women. Like, I'll t I'll adopt the kid. Here's some money, blah, blah, blah. And got one, two, three, four, five, at least six or seven of them. And started, uh, turns out, wow, they all have superpowers. Who knew? Apparently this guy. He's a very weird, kooky scientist person who's not good at being a father, for sure, but was training them to be like an X-Men type unit. Okay. Not very well, because they all split off and went their separate ways. Uh, so that's that's the general setup for the show. Uh, the next step setup would be the one sibling vanished one day, the one who could teleport. One day he just vanished. And it kind of, and another one of them died. And it kind of caused the breakup of the whole family unit. Everybody was like, fuck this, we're out. Until the father dies, and then when they all come back for his funeral, the one sibling that vanished, the teleporter, all of a sudden, boom, he comes back, but he's the same age as when he left. Why? Because not only did he learn how to teleport, he learned how to time travel. And so, while 20 years or whatever has passed, he's like, yeah... 
I, I was like, cool, he's the same age. That's interesting. He ta- time-traveled to the future. Well, he did time-travel, but way into the future, and then managed to find a way to come back. So they were like, well, how old are you? And he's like, oh, 85. And he still looks like a little kid uh, because of the, you know, time-traveling, whatever. Yeah. Fascinating. So for a kid that young, you know, the actor is that young, giving a performance of somebody who's supposed to be the, you know, way older than all of the other actors. Phenomenal acting across the board on this show. The, all the elements of the subplots and storylines are real dark and disturbing. Like the one kid, his ability is to uh, be able to speak with the dead, with ghosts and stuff. So he's constantly being followed around by his brother who died. And the others can't see him. And he doesn't even talk about it. It's just like, there he is. And he, it's like a constant punch in the head of being reminded of the failure of, you know, letting him die. It is, it deals with some real dark kind of elements. And man, we burned through this shit as fast as we could. It was awesome. Uh, biggest negative, it's only half a season. It, it, it's a cliffhanger. Mm. It, it did not finish the, the story of the first season, uh, in my opinion. So, you know, I think it's already been renewed for a second, and I highly recommend this. You should definitely pop this in the queue. You might get away with this with the wife. It's, I mean, it says TV 14, but it has the feel of R-ratedness uh, without getting, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no idea. You, you might, she might not dig it, but I think that you should give it a shot when, uh, you know, you're in the mood for something that's kind of superhero-y, but also not, you know, just candy-coated. Yeah. Yeah. How, so how many episodes were there? Uh, I can look while you go on to your next thing. Okay. <clears throat> I want to say six, but I could be wrong on that. I, but I'll, I'll go check. Okay. Uh, okay. So for me, uh, we got Captain Marvel taking care. Oh, by the way, with Captain Marvel, I did watch the 3D version. That was the, the timing just worked out for the 3D. And I have not watched a 3D movie in the theaters in a long time. And I got to say, the 3D was quite good. Anytime you deal with outer spacey type stuff, and there is some of that in this movie, it just looks cool. I like to see stars and planets and stuff in 3D. So that was, uh, it's not essential, but it worked fine for, for right. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, boy, I, I've watched nine Lucio Fulci movies, and yet I keep on reviewing other shit, because I want to review us now. <laughs> okay, uh, um, there's ten episodes of Umbrella Academy, and they're about 40 minutes long. 40, okay. 40 to an hour. I was never bored. Not one minute was I bored. Like, I was way into this. I I think you'll dig it, too. I mean, it's time travel, science fiction, superheroes. One guy's a raging drug, alcohol-fueled monster. It, you'll... I think you'll dig it. It's good shit. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, so last round, what do you want to do? You want to go on a Fulci tear or do you want to wait till next week for that? Or do you want to do I might, I might wait till next week. Cause I, I mean, I was literally, I wanted to review, like go over kind of his filmography and just some of the, a little bit of the background of him and how he did things. And I'm just afraid that let's do that. I'm let's, gonna... let's schedule that for our middle segment next week. We'll okay. do Fulci time. Okay. Perfect. Good. Because I, I even at that point, I'm going to probably have a few more of his lesser works watched. Because I, I found some of his old spaghetti westerns on Amazon Prime, uh, a mob movie on there that he did, and so I just I'm going to just bathe in Fulci juice. <laughs> I'll try and do that this week as well. Okay, excellent. Okay, us. 
Uh, this is the new one from Jordan Peele. I watched this with our buddy Steve, and uh, I I will say that uh, Steve actually messaged me and said that he watched it a second time, and he actually liked it more the second time. And you know what? Maybe I will as well, because I left the movie fairly on, I don't want to say unimpressed, but just fairly dis- ah, okay. disappointed. Disappointed. It's long. It's pushing two hours, and it feels two hours. Like, you feel all two hours of that sitting in the theater. It's like, come on. Uh, this is Jordan Peele's follow-up to the very, very good Get Out. I think that Jordan Peele's Get Out is worlds better than this. Uh, I get what they were going for, and I really appreciate all of the 80s nods, you know, all the way from The Lost Boys to Michael Jackson Thriller to... Uh, it's all, it's all in there, but I don't know. Something about the movie, just there were chunks of it that I really, really enjoyed. There was a home invasion scene with um, a yuppie white couple and their, and their I think, twin daughters or whatever. That was, to me, the highlight of the movie. Uh, they have their Alexia, whatever, whatever, playing music. And so when they'd be screaming and yelling and whatever, it would recognize a word or whatever, and so it would play something. So one scene has Fuck the Police by NWA playing, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool while all this mayhem is going on, but it's not that gory, which I didn't expect it to be that gory. That's fine. Uh, but even scary, I just, I, I wasn't that scared. I guess it's more of a social commentary, Twilight zone horror. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I just... It was ambitious, but at the same time, I'm not going to spoil, I don't want to spoil this movie. There are so many big plot holes to me, like with, well, shit, I can't, yeah, with just the others or whatever you want to call them, the, the doppelgangers and where they come from. I'm like, okay, that, that's kind of cool, but if they're your shadows or whatever, uh, I guess spoiler, a little bit of spoiler. I can't talk about this movie without a, a little uh, bit of spoiler. Go spoiler, I don't give a shit. They, they, the doppelgangers live underground in this big underground bunker. Okay. I, I, again, I was really trying to pay attention because I was, my mind was wandering in this movie. But, okay, so what happens if you decide to just hop on a jet and go to France? How's your doppelganger gonna get over there if they're in the fucking bunker down there underground and you're going across country or whatever? I, I, that didn't make sense to me, like because your doppelganger down below follows you underground. It was, it didn't work. It did not. That thing did not work for me I, for some reason. And hmm. uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm meh on the movie. Eh, I, 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 I'm way more excited for Pet Cemetery coming out this weekend. Give me something that makes sense and not is trying to be something. I, I know this got like what ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Great, I just didn't quite work for me. I'll take, yeah, my pet cemeteries, my overlords, all that. It's coming from the guy that really that adored Suspiria remake, which is very heavy. This just, mm. I understand when if you know, I hear a lot of people talk about the rules, especially in horror movies and science fiction, but more more often in horror movies, if if the rules don't make sense to you, then I see a lot of thumbs downs. And uh, a lot of times that's very true. You know, if you don't understand the rules of whatever supernatural blah, 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 then it can just come off as silly or weird or dumb. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, and that, again, not, I'm not going to 
I don't want to talk about Fulci too much, but I watched, you know, some of his movies, especially the, the Gates of Hell type trilogy that he had with House by the Cemetery, City of the Living Dead, and, uh, The Beyond. A lot of that is nonsensical, but to me, it, does make sense in that it's supposed to be almost a, a nightmare logic type of thing right. going on. But, whereas... but a nightmare logic has rules, and it, it fits under those rules. If you yes, it does. If you're a uh, uh, twilight and your vampires are sparkling in the sun, my ass is lost. I don't know what we're mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, because rule you can change all the rules with the garlic and the silver and the blah blah blah. But the sunlight thing is pretty damn important. Yeah. Yep. And with this. I don't know. It's hard for me to put my finger on it. Maybe a second viewing will improve it, but I was pretty underwhelmed the first time. And that runtime, dude, oh. You, you know those movies that you just... Aliens is a great example of a two-and-a-half-hour movie that feels like 90... Not even 90 minutes. It feels like an hour. This one here was two hours, and it felt every bit the two hours. Yeah, I completely understand. So it's it's not a huge thumbs down. It's just... it's. I mean, it's barely passable to me. I'll give it a Barely. watch. I want to see what yeah. what the hubbub is about. I'm curious about how they deal with uh, just the way that trailer was sold. I'm like, hmm, what are you doing there? But you know me. I'm always trying to figure out the ending. I did enjoy the uh, article that came out this week where Jordan Peele said he can't see himself casting a white guy in the lead. And people were <laughs> all pissed off about that. And I was, I was that's fine. Go for the good. Yeah, go. go. I, I, the director. I have zero I shits to give about shit. that. Yeah, yeah. At all. That's fine. Yep. I mean, how many... <laughs> oh man, poor white guys. Where, what will they ever do now? I yes. guess all, all white actors are done. <laughs> yeah, they can't be in a Jordan Peele uh, leading role. Whoop de doo. And I, and I don't say that in a shitty way. Like, don't worry, Jordan. Us white guys will be fine. I say that as in like, that's great. We need more yeah, diverse led movies. I, I would rather see your movies than the white guy lead. Because <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, uh. Jupita um, Long or something? Yeah. She's very, very good. She does a great job as the lead in this. And she was in, uh, yeah, she was in Black Panther, 12 Years a Slave. Oh, man, I forgot she was in 12 Years a Slave. Uh, she's really good. The cast is, is for the most part, really good. Uh, I'm spending too much time on this. Anyway, it's... You're fine. I Go see it. Uh, you might love it. I just, it didn't quite work for me like I was hoping it would. Okay, fair enough. Ah, and in much the same vein of, of import of the movies we've been talking about, of social commentary of Us and uh, uh, 12 Years a Slave and blah, 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 let's talk about Porkies. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so I managed to scrounge up all three of the Porkies movies on VHS. CBS Fox releases, beautiful, next to each other. And I haven't watched... Porkies is one of those movies that I watch like every 10 years. I remember not a damn thing about. I pop it in. And then, oh, it starts coming back. But I never saw any of the sequels. So, uh, the first one, I popped it in, and more of it came back a little quicker this time, and now I think it'll stick. I'll remember this movie. Hopefully. It's a good thing that Bob Clark set this in the 50s or 60s or whenever the hell he said it, because there is some racist-ass shit in this movie. <laughs> and, I mean, he brings it around in the third act uh, uh, of of, like, the character's coming full circle, making a full arc, and realizing, recognizing, and vocalizing that that shit is wrong, and stop doing that. Uh, but the first half of this movie was kind of jarring to me. It, it felt like it felt like that scene in Family Guy where they kick Chris out the plane, 
and and they're like, the word color still floats down there. Use it while you can, or something like that. <laughs> I was like, geez, oh, Pete. Uh, but in the end, I got it. I'll give it credit. In the end, they did bring that around full circle and close that arc of uh, uh, a racist character not uh, come uh, changing his his path and not being that way. Uh, then we move on to the sequels, which I have never seen. And part two, I kind of feel like it gets a bad rap, or I kind of have it in my head that the internet hates that movie. I think I might have liked it as much or more than the first one. And that being the the tones and the topics they're dealing with, with a, a, the ultra right-wing Christian church trying to shut down the school play of Shakespeare because it's too sexual or whatever, that just... What does that scream to you, sir? What two oh. letters come to your mind? Would they be an H and a C? Because yes. that's the fuck where we grew up, and that's the fuck yep. what we've had to deal with in our life. Oh my god, did this county have a meltdown in the 80s when a certain kid had a male, had a dangly earring? Was that mm-hmm. an issue? Oh, Judas Priest was an issue. So yep. that shit really hit home, and the way that the uh, characters fought against that, that repression, and that Oh, just, I like, really, really enjoyed part two. Part three, uh, Porky's Revenge was, was okay. It was fine. And all these movies are, maybe it's a Bob Clark thing. They're, and maybe it's because I grew up here. Maybe it's that, uh, we call it Amish guilt. Most people would understand it as Catholic guilt. Yeah. They're oppressed. They're, they're not oppressively sexual. They, the sexual stuff is so sexual that it makes me feel like, oh shit, I'm going to get in trouble for watching this. And it's not even that bad. But I watch these kids making jokes about it in high school and I'm like, we're going to get in trouble for this. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that, if you think Catholic guilt was bad, you should try Amish guilt. Oh, it's there. It's a real thing. It's a real damn thing. At any rate, I quite enjoyed the series. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I'm, I own them. I'll watch them again. And, uh, even just that, that first half of that first Porky's though, I was like, what the, I'm going to have to get rid of this. Like, this is too much, uh, because it was, there was end bombs and lots of Jew jokes and lots of, like, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. It's awkward. But then literally about the halfway point, they start addressing that stuff. Yes. And I quite, yeah, then it comes around to, they all team up and there you're going to take on Porky. Yes. Well, and it's, it's that, and it's, it's. I mean, Porky's a villain, but the real villain was that one guy's racist guy's dad. And they they come around on that where he tells the dad, you're never laying a hand I'd, on I'd rather be, yeah. Yeah, it was an oh, abusive was father situation. It was great. It was wonderful. Uh, it, it felt very natural in the way they brought that around. But, man, yeah. he, he definitely set, set up the racist stuff. Like, my God, all right, relax. Uh, yeah. Just different place and time. Okay. Anything else you want to add for this episode? Um, I feel like there's some other there's some other coming soon movies that I go for it. Wanted to wanted to hit on. Um, have you heard of a movie called? Um, oh shit! I just I I've I have like literally a handful of DVDR media at this point with some old movies that are not available on Blu-ray or are foreign or whatever. And I pulled a couple of them out to like oh I gotta. Give this one a rewatch. One of them is uh, Master of the Flying Guillotine. Now that one does have a DVD release here in the states, and I'm, I might actually just pick up the legit DVD of that one because I love that movie. But I that's going to be rewatched here soon. 
I know it's fantasy type kung fu, but that's one of, if not my favorite kung fu movie of all time, is Master of the Flying Guillotine. Well, those damn uh, Shaw and, Brothers movies on DVD are expensive. It's hard yes. to get those for a reasonable price. And but then there was another one. Um, oh, oh, Oxen Split Torture. Have you ever heard of that movie? Is that a? That sounds like you're just describing something you're going to do this weekend. No, I don't know what. Oh. That, it's a movie. <laughs> uh, yes, it's called The Joy of Torture Two: Oxen Split Torture. I have not. Okay, well, I'm su- I'm actually a little bit surprised because it's a Japanese movie from 1976. Uh, two short stories set in Edo during the Shogun era. So basically, it's um. Yeah, it's Japanese torturing people, and I recall watching it and quite liking it. Shogun sadism, I think, is the other... Uh, yeah, well, anyway, but I've watched it many, many years ago, and I'm like, it was gory, and, like, it was not... I don't recall it done being done comical, like it's... They're trying to make a very uncomfortable movie, but I want to watch Oxen Split Torturing again, and I, unless it's... That's Shogun Sadism. I'm curious what... Oh, there she is. There's a lady on, you know, tied to cows and going to be ripped in half. Oof. I can't wait to watch that. Good times. Yep. That's <laughs> my jam, I guess. Uh, anyway, there you go. Yeah, just some odd... It's coming from me. Odd movies. That's My life is an odd movie. <laughs> uh, I got a couple of... Well, in my random purchasing and hunting a VHS. I've got uh, two or three here that never went to uh, DVD. Those are the gems that I'm always looking for. People, you know, I'm always getting laughed out for the VHS shit, but hey, man, I've got some movies that never went to DVD, uh, and that, hey, those are going to be lost to time, pretty much. Uh, a Town Called Hell. Have you ever heard of this movie? A.K.A. A Town Called Bastard. Oh, that sounds so familiar. That sounds like something that I would have seen at the video store. Starring Telly Savalas, Robert Shaw, Martin Landau, a town called Hell, and it's got a couple of good people in it. I, I'm snapping that up. But it's on a Good Times VHS, so... Ooh. Yeah, 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 that's a long shot of quality being able to watch or work or whatever. Uh, Chameleon 3, Dark Angel. None of those have gone to DVD, probably with good reason. Never heard of the first two. Never, some 90s action shit. With people with cool glasses that aren't cool. I bought it for a dime. I'm going to watch that shit. Uh, another anime series called Ah uh, oh My Goddess. I've seen... A, I haven't actually watched the show or anything, but I found the movie on VHS. I'm pretty much going to snap up any anime that I find on VHS. More... Pretty much anything. Uh, but... It's the movie. I'm definitely snapping that up. So this will be my first foray into Ah My Goddess, and we'll see if it's anything worth a damn. Uh, other than that, just a shitload of VHS. As and now, are you going to try to watch uh, the um, Last Starfighter? Last Starfighter before next show? I don't know about before next show, but I'm going to try and watch it soon, just because I want to see what those effects that were dated on VHS now look like on Blu-ray. I'm I'm sure they're going to be terrific. Yeah. Atari 2600. And also, uh, before I forget, uh, Vinegar Syndrome, they're gearing up for their April uh, four movies that they're going to release that I will be getting with my subscription. And uh, the first one is called uh, The Corruption of Chris Miller. Oh, I know. Sounds like, a, 
Yeah, I was just going to say that's like, was this filmed in Holmes County? Yeah, it's kind of a dick. Um, yeah. <laughs> Second one is called Dark Room. And the next one is called Grandmother's House. And then the last one is Skin Flicks. Literally just Skin Flicks. And I wonder if that's a porn. It might be a torture movie where they're just skinning people. Either way, I'm happy. Yeah, it's, it's both up your alley. Can we do both in one film? That's a win for me. Both, both. Actually, the best would be if there would be, like, sex and skinning. Yeah. But, oh, I'm going down a dark, dark path there. Okay. Yeah, sounds pretty normal for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, do, do you hear, I mean, do you hear my kids? My, 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 Corbin's here just tearing around with the dog. I sent him upstairs and he just kind of wandered down about 20 minutes ago. He's like, nah, I'm not going to listen to you. All right. No, I hear, they're sweeping right above me. They're sweeping, banging, but, ah, movie freaks. <laughs> I'm Eric Warner. I'm Eugene Weaver. Bye. <sighs> Bye. Summer. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.